The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This is Girls Talk Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw Dating, preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star. Now, your hosts, Christy Scales, Aisha Morrison, Nicole Hutchison, and Jess Navarez. Well, good afternoon. Welcome to Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw, the preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Christy Scales, Aisha Morrison, Nicole Hutchinson. She will be here shortly. I'm Jess Navarez here at the SWBC Podcast Studios. Ladies, we're going to kick things off with Nicole. Like I said, she'll be joining us in mm-hmm. just a second, but... Happy post-Thanksgiving. I hope you all had some good food. Obviously a great game to talk about. But we haven't talked, and it feels like it's been forever. It's been some days, baby. It's been a minute. Uh, Christy, first of all, how was your Thanksgiving? Awesome. But uh, it was made better. Are you kidding? Dolly Parton and Deron Bland? Oh, man. You can't get any better than that. Apparently, if your name starts with a D, uh, you're a goat. Aisha, how was your Thanksgiving? It was cool. I was surrounded by my family. It was really cool. I mean, serving, I didn't realize how much time I missed, and I missed Thanksgivings and holidays so much. So now being able to be with my family, I really cherish the time that I get to be with them that was getting on my nerves during the game. That's Uh the downside. They trying to talk Uh to you while you're watching? Baby. That's the downside. (laughs) Like, love family. Family watching football. It's, it was it was something, but I enjoyed the time I spent with them, and um, I had some leftovers to prove it. So Ooh, well, a lot of families good. were watching. Over forty one million viewers, unbelievable. I would say that is wow. a, a that lot is, of families. That is so high. I wonder how many uh, Dolly brought in on her own. But uh, it, it, I mean, Cowboys the three the middle slot, you know, late afternoon slot on Thursday. The Cowboys have always rated so highly. Yeah. Um, and it's the sweet spot time wise. But the Sunday night game, and that was a good game. Seattle and San Francisco was supposed yeah. to be. Seattle really put it on, uh, um, got it put upon them in the first half. But that drew um, 27 million, so which was yep. a great number for them. But compared to 41 million, yep. unbelievable. How was your Thanksgiving? Yeah, my Thanksgiving was good. Uh, I spent it with my boyfriend and his family. They were so nice to host me, and uh, they did say anything but bland. So that obviously made me very happy. Come on, boyfriend. So yeah, that uh, is sh- not... share with everyone your conversation with Duran today. Oh, man. Okay. Um, yeah. Just so you guys know, when I say anything but bland, it is Duran Bland approved. He loved it. And uh, we may or may not have a little surprise uh, coming soon <laughs> that I talked to him about. So um, he was very excited about it. The first time I told him about it, he's like, I mean... I've heard variations of it, but not like that. And then uh, we just got to talking about it, and he said he loved it. So uh, I can be obnoxious, and I can say it as many times on here with uh, the stamp of approval from our guide, Ron Bland. What was so cool about Thursday, and you guys have heard me talk about it before, what's cool about being down on the sideline is to see the way that uh, players and coaches interact with each other, older players with younger players and, and things like that. But you can tell... Um, how highly regarded someone is mm. on their own team by the way their teammates react or something good or even bad happens. And that celebration with Deron Bland after he scored, actually yeah. it started It started as he was running 63 yards, I'd say about 20 yeah. yards into his 63-yard weaving and stuff. 
everybody was up on the bench and running down the sideline with them going crazy and of course Mike uh, McCarthy had to call a timeout <laughs> so that because there was so much celebrating going on and by the time Duran got back to the bench area I mean they had already kicked off yep. they, they had done the extra point kicked off and Washington had like two plays of on offense before um, before Duran could even sit on the bench yep. because he was being mobbed by his teammates trying to they were trying and to coaches. dump him in the kettle right well they did do that this there is after they dumped him in the kettle. Oh, I see. And he got back to the bench, and, and not just the, the coaches and players, but every single staff member. And it was just as exuberant and joyous an occasion on the sideline as I can remember. Yeah. And everyone knew it was history, so I think they appreciated that. But it just shows you how much they think of, of Duran, oh, the person, yeah. his humility, how hard he's worked. Yeah. Not to mention how great he is at pick sixes. Absolutely, and you know it was—it's one of those moments where I—I I just imagine somebody who doesn't keep up with the Cowboys and doesn't kind of know what's going on, and that that was the history-making play. Seeing how crazy all of the Cowboys fans went in that moment in the fourth quarter, already are up blowout. forty points, yeah. and yeah. and it was so special. It was so special, and I think it happening on the Thanksgiving Day game just made it ten times more special for him. Um, Aisha, you obviously know oh, yeah. a little bit about Duran. Yeah, what was cool. your reaction to the historic fifth pick six of the season, the first in NFL history? Uh, first time that you see that happen. I was more excited about like the run back and just like the skill, the vision that it took for him to get um, into the end zone. We talked about the, the reaction, the sideline reaction. Everybody was going crazy. Brandon Cooks was like hopping in the air. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He was so excited. Um, and, but for me, I mean, honestly, because if you look at that game, they were they were heavily target, targeting him, and even to his standards, I talked to him in the locker room. He felt like he definitely could have played better throughout throughout that game. And so for him, his response it's something about Deron that I liked and I appreciate about his game. I think it's easy when we talk about corner to be like short term memory, short term memory, mm -hmm. but to actually see it personified in a person where. If he, if he has a play where he has a mistake or anything, he comes back the next play and he's still yeah. aggressive. He's still physical. He's still that guy. And so to me, it just showed, again, his his resilience, his response to adversity because there was some this game for him. And I was just, of course, just like on the money. He's just like, yeah, I'm still going to make you pay. Like, I mean, mm -hmm. and that's the threat that he poses. It's right. like might get them sometimes every cornerback's going to have their games they're going to have times where deep where offenses are trying to pick and choose where what they would want to what they want to have stop or what they want to go at and the fact that he, that didn't bother him and he was he still showed like you can do this all game if you want to i'm yeah. gonna get one like one of these i'm gonna get so the threat he just continues to show the threat of taking the ball away and putting up points is is a is a different it's it's a different category. I, if I'm not mistaken, I think I don't know if Brian said this. I heard him talking about the um, w with the pick six what it is in comparison, mm -hmm. and it seems like it's like well, I think he said it's like it accounts for almost like four sacks in comparison. We talk about the statistics and stuff, so it's just a big deal to get points from your defense and to continue to get points from your defense. So just an added element, man. It's it's exciting. And we talked to him. He's such a good human. Such a mm -hmm. sweetheart. That's the best part so about humble. it is that he's yep. just it is not fake humility. Right. right. No. Because baby, there's some, you know like there's 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 some sometimes some of that too. So. Um, in this sport. So, yeah, really deserving player. It was dope to see. 45-10, your final score, your Dallas Cowboys. Given the Washington Commanders' uh, 
Thanksgiving Day beatdown. Mm-hmm. Nicole is back with us. Nicole, uh, hello. Yo. We're talking about Jerron Bland. I wanted to open the mic back up to you. Yes. Anything but bland? Oh, man. Uh, what a special kid. Special, I guess, history made for him. Um, love to see him just go out there and just continue to ball out. And he has a a, def- well, a guy that's, you know, in his ear, mentor in Al Harris that has been so uh, amazing with him and working with that secondary. But he also has guys like Stephon Gilmore to help him as well. So I don't know. I think he's really come along very well in just a short amount of time. And I've heard from him about making that second-year jump. Um, kind of earlier in the season, and he was like, I was just determined, you know, determined to really be um, something better than what I was before, and you've seen him obviously in place of Trayvon Diggs uh, just really kind of come into his his own, become a household name. It's so different. I'm loving that. Yeah. It's different. different for him too because he's, he. we talked about it, he mm-hmm. is kind of like shy, and and now he is kind of light switch. Thrust, yeah. He's really been thrust into the light in this way with his with his play because he was even talking about being on ESPN. He was like, all of this is different for me, yeah. you know, because yeah. I mean, coming from a smaller school mm-hmm. and all yeah, that and stuff. That's what he said. Yeah, yeah, that's what he was saying. So it's just really dope to to your point to yeah. see him also taking on this new role and being like someone that people are seeing in the media mm-hmm. now too. And when he's not accustomed to that, can, can I say one thing that was really funny was uh, it was in the last minute of the game as they're like um, just. End in the game. It's it's well, it was over after his score, as we all know. But mm-hmm. anyway, um, so Fox carried this game. So Aaron Andrews is the sideline reporter on the Cowboys side for this game. And so towards the end is when they tell one of the P, the PR liaison down on the field, "Oh, we want so and so. We want so and so for the thing." So they ask for Dak and Duran. And so uh, I I shouldn't say who because I hadn't asked for permission to talk about this, but. One of the PR guys is there in the bench area talking to Duran, saying, "Hey, they've asked for this," and then just kind of like <laughs> filling him in on what. And I, and I just remember thinking, how cool is that for Duran that yeah. you got Aaron Andrews asking for you, and you're going to get to eat one of the turkey legs. Oh, <laughs> it's a big deal, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, it yeah. is. That's a big deal. And uh-huh. something that is so funny about him, I was asking him because we're talking about the anything but bland thing, and it's mm. like, have you had cool nicknames your whole life with your last name? <laughs> I'm just curious. And he goes, I mean, not really. And, and he said, my family calls me names like Ron. And I said, no, but like a nickname nickname. Yeah. And he said, uh, I had a coach once that called me the sideline assassin, but that's about it. And I was like, okay, and that's cool. The sideline so assassin is kind of nice. He like said that. he's trying to come up with... Um, kind of a nickname yeah. and and he wants to tie it in so anybody out there has How about good the, nickname recommendations the blandito Oh, it's like Bandito. He I get it. I, get it. I, I love like that. it. The Blandito yeah. trademark TM. He shared it here first. <laughs> it is four fifteen Central the on November twenty seventh. The love Blandito it. is it anything but bland. I like that. The Blandito. Oh, and Fritos is Frito Lay, and they're a sponsor. The Frito Bandit Blandito. The Frito oh Bandito. She's gonna get right, all yeah. these sponsorships. The Frito Blandito. So oh my goodness. I like that. I'm gonna talk to our corporate sponsor. There you, about <laughs> there, you <laughs> there you go. There you go. There you go. They can have yeah. a mask. And you guys are too. Do y'all remember the Frito Bandito? No. That was a, no. I don't even know what, what that is. Don't do this. I'm sorry. I, I mean, yeah. we know that, that was a character. That was um, that was their advertising campaign. Oh. The Frito Bandito wore a mask, looked like Zorro, right? And he would steal your Fritos. 
I honestly and Deron Bland mm. steals interceptions. And I love it. Okay, like I kind of like this. Like this is fun. Mm -hmm. I like that. Nicole, we went yeah. around the table just asking how Thanksgiving was. How yeah, was your Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving Thankful for all three of you. So, how was your Thanksgiving? Um, it was mm. okay. Well, <laughs> it was it was a Thanksgiving. Well. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to get personal, but, like, yeah, my mom came and kind of helped me out with something, so yeah. I was like, okay, you know, it's cool, so yeah, we kind of sure. just chilled, and, yeah. That's okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. we're thankful uh, that you are here, yeah. and we're thankful yeah. to be here. Yeah. Um, let's continue talking about this Cowboys defense while we are on the topic of it. Ladies, as we go into this week, uh, a big narrative you're going to start to hear about is the run defense. And, um, you know, it, it's been a conversation, not just this week, but mm -hmm. even going back to last season. How do you feel like up until, because Mike McCarthy breaks this uh, season up into three trimesters, they're now going to put a cap on the second trimester with this game coming on Thursday. From what you've seen from this run defense up until this point, what have you seen improvement on and who specifically is making sure that that is going to be a conversation of the Cowboys past, if I, you will? I can start there. I think that interior has improved drastically um, with Oso, Diggy Zua really just playing lights out, especially against the commanders. There was one play. Uh, it, it was I don't know if it was a, it wasn't a sack, but he just ran through the center. Just, you yeah. know, I don't know. I don't remember what exactly what play it was. But I mean, the way that he's playing so physical um, and really setting the tone on that defensive line has really impressed, impressed me the most, along with Jonathan Hankins, his first two sack games since 2014. Uh, big Hank. <laughs> yeah, he Big Hank, game. man. Those guys are balling and it's it's freeing up you know those guys um, in the second level and you know of course guys in the secondary to play uh, very freely so I, I love the way that those guys interiorly are playing um, honestly I still have questions about mm. the That's run fair. defense just because Thursday and it's something that we've been talking about yeah uh, but again it was such a big lead in that game on Thursday, and Sam Howell throws it the most in the league anyway. Mm -hmm. And um, once they had to kind of get away Washington from Brian Robinson and running and, and stuff because they needed to throw even more to try and play catch-up, um, I, I I still want to see more. That's fair. Yeah, Aisha, what about you? Yeah, I mean, I guess I'm about in that train as well, but at the same token, uh, touching base with quite a few of the guys and really considering the short week and how everything – uh, how everything kind of transpired, I didn't expect to see them full speed. I didn't. I didn't mm -hmm. like, like. I just didn't going into this game specifically. But in regard to the run defense, um, I do think that the edges have gotten better at contain. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, Damone Clark might have played his best game that I've seen mm -hmm. him play this season. Mm -hmm. Talked to him in the locker room, and he's he told me that he's starting. He's seeing it. Like he's really seeing mm -hmm. it, and that's clear on film. So you're getting some good play from your linebackers. Like you mentioned, uh, Nicole, the trickle-down effect of the mm -hmm. DTs playing well. Um, I've seen this de this team play stout run defense, and really for me it's the consistency. There you go. That's, and that's, that's, and that's, that, that's what I, I'm yes, kind of pointing to. I'm glad you said that. Yes, ma'am, and you're mm -hmm. going to – and the, the beauty of what's coming up next and with this schedule and how things go is like it's about to get cold. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And people are going to want to run the ball. They're yeah. going to commit mm -hmm. to run the ball because passing the ball is mm -hmm. the um, the harder thing to do in those conditions. So we're going to see this run defense be tested. But I will say that I feel like when they are 
when they're focused and they're locked in, they're so sound. Mm -hmm. But there are times where you're just like, what you doing? Why sure. do you get pinned inside like that? You was peeking. <laughs> you was peeking. You have to play your assignment. So there are times that we run into these these teams that have these lesser offensive lines mm. that I do think that this defense gets mm -hmm. a little aggressive getting upfield, a little yeah. out of out of sync when it comes to just playing their assignment, looking for them to be more disciplined consistently, as Christy was saying. But this next stretch, you you ain't gonna have a choice because Seattle yeah, got exactly. some guys yeah. that can tote that rock, so they're gonna have to play sound anyway. Mm. I think for me, kind of what I'm focusing on for their final trimester, if you will, of the season as far as the defense is how well they can do on first and second down, not so much third mm -hmm. downs, because I think when you start to see a little bit more of the sticky run defense is when you're in those third and short situations. So seeing how they can make long third down scenarios for opposing offenses is yeah. kind of what I'm going to really focus on for this final trimester for them. Um, that, during this Jess, game, that is so good. I mean, that yeah. is Thank a you. great... No, it, <laughs> yes. it really is Thank a great you. point because if you can stop the run on first and second down, and it's the sure yeah. tackling. Yep. If it's a two-yard run, you stop them at yep. two yards and don't let them fall forward and yep. get four or five and have a shorter down and distance. Mm -hmm. Keep them behind the sticks yep. to mm -hmm. your point of yep. third and long, and that's yep. when they have to pass, and you, your pass rush can pin their ears back. And at that yeah. point, you're not feeling like you need to chase a big play to have a sack or mm -hmm. to continuously try to beat your edges and, and have that edge rush become a little bit predictable, if you will. So if you can create those third and long situations, I mean, during this game, Washington was 7-15 and 15 in third down uh, conversions yeah. there. So for me, it's not necessarily – it's not something that's been tested for a few weeks right. that I think we can fairly say – where it stands, uh, I think Thursday's game against Seattle will say uh, something about it, but that's uh, a bigger conversation I wanted to make sure to have. Such um, a good point. Oh, fantastic. One. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Love you. Um, <laughs> all right. When we come back, we are going to talk all about this Cowboys offense. Uh, we're going to talk about the Cowboys run game in general. We did hear from Tony Pollard today a little yep. bit of what he said in the locker room. Stick with us. This is Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw. We'll be right back. We know that juicy, cheesy, grilled-to-perfection burger sounds amazing, but it does sound like something is missing. Pepsi, baby! The yin to this burger's yang. Burgers and Pepsi go together like, well, like burgers and Pepsi. This perfect blending of flavors makes every bite of lettuce, every sesame seed on the bun, and every sip of that crisp, refreshing, ice-cold cola a journey to Foodopia. Burgers, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. At Jigsaw Dating, we obviously want the Cowboys to bring that sixth ring home. But to be honest, we're more focused on finding the person who will put a ring on your finger. That's why we created a dating app that reveals your face through meaningful conversation. So you can date deeper. Because it's personality that matters the most, not looks. Join Jigsaw Dating today. Dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
Guys, I did something really cool this weekend. I got to see the Dallas Cowboys Christmas extravaganza that was yeah. out here at the Star, and it is so fun. Haven't I been telling you? It was actually really <laughs> For cool. Two months. I wish I see. We I've got here a little still. bit later, and so I was a little sad because I, I wish I would have gotten a closer view of it. I was a little far, couldn't really see much, but it is beautiful. So if you get the chance to come to the Star, I just wanted to make sure. To yeah, it's fr- that. Friday and Saturday nights from six to six twenty-five. Weather permitting, it is outside, so dress appropriately. Yeah, it was a little. And cold. if it's too, um, they actually I believe canceled Saturdays because mm-hmm. there was rain on Saturday, yeah. and you can't have a slippery stage for their performers, and yeah. so for their yeah. safety, it was canceled. But um, just a great. They still had Drew Pearson out there to yeah. turn mm-hmm. the tree on yep. and, and make some fun uh, with that. But it's always uh, fun with Drew. Yeah, yeah, it, it's. <laughs> great and the rhythm and blues dancers are there mm-hmm. and uh the junior dcc anyway it's it's really a fun family yep. event and it's free well there you go we welcome back to girls talk boys talk yes and uh, the christmas extravaganza is extravagant oh god here it comes dallas she... cowboys offense is playing extravagant they're starting to get there they're figuring they're figuring out their lives uh <laughs> hey perfect, aren't we all we love perfect in the red zone three for three in the red zone come we love on. that come mm-hmm. on come we on. love tony pollard embracing that running back number one spot yep come on we and we that. like Dak prescott just absolutely playing, playing lights out. out seventh in the nfl red zone percentage we're here got you sis yes imagine yes imagine if we rewound it back to the first <laughs> couple weeks of the season and we were just fussing about the red zone and now they're top 10 mm. so they've definitely figured out some things in that department yep. yeah number one in scoring offense okay come on i also think that bye week did them a lot mm. paid dividends for when the bye week came post san francisco yeah. i think that was the turning point it wasn't necessarily san francisco it was the bye week and what they did during the bye week to be productive to learn from why the losses yeah. were happening yeah and so i don't necessarily think a lot of narrative right now is, oh, what did you learn from San Francisco? I'm sorry, Christy, mm-hmm. I'm touching your cup over here. <laughs> um, <laughs> or what did you learn from all of this? I think it's what they chose to do and yeah. what they chose to work on during that bye week that is uh, changing everything and making all the right things happen, especially when we're talking yeah, about Red Zone. I love also throwing down the field. The number of big plays yep. and not being scared, but you also have to credit the offensive line, That's and not just not just for the improved yes. run game, but yep. it takes time for these longer plays to develop. You have to properly protect your quarterback yeah. um, to be able to uh, get the pass off on some of these longer routes. And so um, I, I love that it's not a dink and dunk. They can they can play that if they yeah. need to, but but I love that they're taking strikes down the field. Yeah, yeah. to your to that point. To that point, I was um, when I went back and watched the game today. I noticed very clearly, like it was just dope to see them go be aggressive. Dak, the ball sailed on Dak uh, to start this game, but mm-hmm. just to go with the double move that early, yeah, like to mm-hmm. just be yeah. like, you know what? Let's get this over with. <laughs> I love that aggressiveness from them, and then also too to come back after they had a couple three and outs, if I'm not mistaken, to yeah. start that game mm-hmm. to come back and then if hey listen if four sees you playing cover two yeah middle of the field open by that scene ball is coming <laughs> hey, he's so comfortable attacking the middle of the field it's really dope to see him grow into first turpin <laughs> but it's really dope to see him yeah but it's Just dope like, to see uh, him grow into that quarterback because if i'm if i learn correctly the way that a quarterback attacks the middle of a field tells you a lot about what mm-hmm. how they can play this game and um so yeah it's just the aggressiveness to go down field and that and to me we talked about it that's opening up the run game mm-hmm. that's opening sure. up a lot of the underneath stuff 
stuff. So it, it's working. I also touched base with uh, Tyler Biotis today. Um, when you mentioned the offensive line, Christy, mm -hmm. and the improvements that they are making, the tight ends are doing some phenomenal they blocking are. down they really there. Are. Yes. The usage of Hunter Lipke, it's so quiet, but it's very effective. It's been very effective with him just getting to the second level and getting yeah. his nose in there and opening things up. Um, but, yeah, to your point, this offensive line, the duo and combo blocks have been very effective to them for yeah. them. So I asked Tyler Biotish, why is that? Why is that effective? Because if you go look at the Chiefs when they won the Super Bowl, their offensive line wasn't nearly as good as the Cowboys is right now. But they mm -hmm. duo and combo blocked their lives away until, you know, to get their offense going. And so he told me, that um, it really allows them to press the line of scrimmage. It allows the running back to press yeah. the line of scrimmage, but it also gives them leverage. And that's what he was telling me. But he also said that when you do the duo and combo blocks, it pushes, um, it can you can push the offensive lineman into the running back, well, to the linebackers, rather, so they can't feel as effectively. And I really think that's something that's been very helpful for this offensive line. The duo and combo blocks have been very effective. It's helping them get to the second level. And I think that's why you see a TP starting to mm -hmm. really explode. They got Rico involved. Yeah. Love that they, this offensive line, I asked them, I was like, did y'all attack the edges on purpose? Because y'all knew that their edges wasn't that good. Then <laughs> they was like, yeah. Because that first scoring drive, they went at the edges. It's screens. Yeah. Um, Tony bouncing to the outside. Some outside zone stuff. It was dope. And I think that's growth from this offense, like we talked about, is that they can play the matchup game. Mm -hmm. If you're weak here, we're going there. And I, I, I enjoy seeing that. But, yeah, this offensive line is starting to gel. But they're also starting to figure out what works for them yeah. especially in the run game because they're gonna need to be able to run this ball consistently and mm -hmm. uh coming up so yeah i know that was a mouthful but i wanted y'all mm -hmm. to know what tyler biotis told me about mm -hmm. the duo and combo blocks because mm -hmm. that's one of the biggest differences i see um and then tyrant is just a beast yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and finally they have some continuity yeah yes. hey yeah. is this game three four four, four. three games without a sec Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, 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 I thought, I thought you meant. Games. I thought together. you meant the starters yeah, yeah. being yes. together. Three yeah. without a sack. Three without yes. a sack. Yeah. yeah. Sorry about that. No, no, no. That was me. It was mm -hmm. me because I I switched it. I should have just stayed. <laughs> it's, it's okay. But Bye. yes, you did three games without a sack. And how many games have they played together? Four. Four. So I do to your your guys' point that that definitely does seem like a reason why they're starting to mm -hmm. to gel the communication and stuff. And Terrence Steele, shout out to him. Yeah. You can tell that he's made. Some little, little, little things he's worked on and improved, and he does look stronger out yeah. there. And I'm just, I'm proud of him because he was getting tore up in the media. And he's he's still the only player on offense that has played 100 percent of snaps this year. It's and that's, yep. that's coming off the yeah. serious injury. Yep. It's like, is he going to be ready for camp or the season? And then he's the only yeah. one that's played 100 percent. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's, and that's something that's very difficult playing that many snaps and still having to hold down the fort. Uh, I think that's pretty crazy. But as far as this running back room, Tony Pollard, you mentioned it before that they've just gotten so much better in pass pro as well. Oh, yeah. And, and you know, you see it, especially with Rico, didn't get uh, that many carries, only three, three. Um, against the commanders. Mm -hmm. But you're seeing him be effective in other ways, especially in pass pro. And that's something that he um, said that he was focused on this offseason. And, it, and it's helped him become more of an all-around back. What have y'all liked from those guys in that room as far as pass pro? Well, a, a lot of it has to do with attitude and mm. willingness. Say that. Mm. And That's subjugating perfect. your yeah. stats or your mm. ego or whatever for the greater good mm. yeah. of the play. Yeah. It's doing the dirty work, which mm. what is what Zeke did. Mm. Yeah. So, um, 
but you still have to, you can have the willingness and the want to, but you still have to have the recognition as well. And there have been times where he's lined up and he's had to go across and mm -hmm. pick up the guy. Yeah. And so you, there's no time to waste. I mean, you, mm -hmm. if once you see it, you have to react right then because if you're a tick late, it's going to be too late for your quarterback. Yeah. It almost feels like Tony Pollard kind of went back to his basics to refine what he already knew to mm -hmm. grow and get better. Because, and, and that's something that you hear Coach McCarthy talk about all the time is going back to basics and, and uh, fundamentals. But what I like about it is that that was something that he was highly scrutinized on before coming into the starting position when that. Zeke was leaving. And he knew that. Everyone knew that. It, it's not like it was a secret. And yeah. It was a lot of noise about that being a big question of if he was even ready to take that role because of the pass pro aspect of his game. And the fact that he's almost become so good at it that you're not talking about it in less than a year. Hasn't even been a full year that we were questioning the pass pro aspect of his game. Mm -hmm. And look at him now. Yeah. And so, you know, it, it is frustrating when people are questioning if he's still the same Tony Pollard. Mm -hmm. That in itself should show you he's not the same Tony Pollard. He's a better version of the Tony Pollard that you already knew. Um, I, I do think people tend to forget as well that this offense, it's okay that it changes identities and that it's not a run-heavy offense. Yeah. That's okay. And I think that's where people kind of get this misconception of is he as productive, is, is Rico as productive – you're playing a totally different game than you were last year with two completely different offensive systems. And I think people tend to forget that. And so when we're talking about, you know, this amp up that we're seeing from both Rico and Tony, it's justified. It's absolutely justified because we still have not completely seen what they're capable of doing, especially when you're playing, when you're seeing Dak Prescott play like he is yeah. with his pass game. You can't disrupt that. You can't disrupt the chemistry that he's building with Brandon Cooks, with CeeDee Lamb, Jalen Tolbert's getting involved. And there's just so many different moving parts that it's easier said than done to say to run the ball more. If it's not a favorable matchup to run the ball, you don't have to force it. Um, but I just – I'm so glad you brought that up about Tony Pollard because he absolutely has worked hard um, to make sure that that part of his game was – Shiny and pretty for the season, needless to say it is. Yeah, that's one of the first things that I noticed uh, this season, and I was really kind of looking at it in consideration to people saying that Tony lost a step and all this stuff. I'm like, well, do y'all see him sacrificing his body out here with these yeah. boots pickups? Yeah. Um, I do also, too, like that it's not just him with the with – the, um, pass protection they're using hunter lipke these yeah. tight ends are mm -hmm. stepping in yep. and to your point jess when you talk about running the ball there are several ways to run the ball there are several ways to get your your running backs involved and you know what cowboys are starting to do that stuff i mean the screens the tosses also too they're lining up tony as a receiver at mm -hmm. times that yeah. opens up your offense as well and there are even times where they line him up as a receiver but he comes in and kind of helps out mm -hmm. with uh terrence you know yeah. in certain place just to so to your point that i yeah, he definitely deserves his flowers for how much he has sacrificed his body because sometimes those blitz pickups, he's, I mean, he's throwing, literally throwing his body at some of these DNs come in trying to save his quarterback. And there are quite about twice this game where it was like, if he doesn't make that block, that play doesn't work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, definitely, um, definitely starting to see. And I think Mike McCarthy mentioned actually at the start of training camp, he said that they had been obsessing 
over. Mm, when they got back mm -hmm. here, they obsessed over pass protection with these running backs, and it's just been an upward tick all year just seeing them because the awareness has to be there too. It's not just go out there, block somebody. When people are doing stunts and, and, and blitzes and yeah. stuff, they also have to be able to read what the defense is doing and be in communication with the quarterback. So big jump from him, and you're 100% right. Bebe, <laughs> go ask around. Not every running back is doing anything in pass pro. Some yeah. of the best in the league yep. don't even do anything in pass pro. So to have him add that to his little infinity gauntlet is yep. really nice to see from him so the tp infinity gauntlet mm -hmm. i like that i like, like that <sighs> that's pretty dope <laughs> yeah i like that all right ladies let's go ahead and take our second break you're watching girls talk boys talk presented by jigsaw the preferred dating partner of the dallas cowboys we'll be right back at jigsaw dating we obviously want the cowboys to bring that sixth ring home but to be honest we're more focused on finding the person who will put a ring on your finger that's why we created a dating app that reveals your face through meaningful conversation so you can date deeper. Because it's personality that matters the most, not looks. Join Jigsaw Dating today, dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. You know that sound anywhere. It's the crisp crunch of that first nacho chip with its perfect cheese to sour cream ratio sitting atop a layer of delicious beans. It's a sip away from perfection. That's what we're looking for. Add a delicious, refreshing Pepsi and we've achieved absolute nacho nirvana. Because while you can pile those nachos high with every spicy, cheesy, savory topping, there's no topping a cool Pepsi finish. Nachos, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, um, tis the season for youth football and dance camps presented by Invisalign. Don't miss your chance to learn from the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders and former NFL players at AT&T Stadium on December 22nd and 23rd. Celebrate the holidays with the Cowboys. Register today at dallascowboys.com slash camps. Yep, Yay. tis the season for some youth camps. I love that. I have friends camps. that do it. I have friends that, uh, mm. I have a friend that's, um, he's in... <laughs> Uh, who's Georgia. Your friend, who's your friend that coaches? <clears throat> oh, oh, I'm sorry. No, they I do don't it know. In, They do no, it in Georgia. No, no, yeah, no. He he brings his kiddo to the From camps. Georgia. Oh and, yeah. And um, he said that it it actually has really influenced his play, oh, his yeah. game, oh, wow. and stuff. Oh, so, yeah. um, I can just attest to you know the camps being helpful to some of these young kids, and also gives them the opportunity to get some like some coaching and yeah. it's, it's awesome yeah. yeah i do shout outs at the end of it because the afternoon you have like a, a game mm -hmm. and then the, the dance camp they do like the halftime and then their routines at the end of the first quarter then to the third quarter one at the end of the game and then the big halftime extravaganza so but anyway then um people come on the field the parents or you know guardians whoever family and friends come down to the field um to get the kids yeah and uh so i go around and like where are you from and we'll shout it out and i mean they, they come from and they come, they come from, from like all canada over. That's yeah. mexico wow. come from japan oh, i mean wow. so it's cool. yeah mm -hmm. it's a That's lot of so fun. cool tis the season for some youth camps but also tis the season 
for some more Cowboys doves. Mm. Oh, okay. Come on, okay. Nicole. Uh, All right. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, the way that this team is playing um, and everything is coming together, I feel like we asked this question, I believe, in week six. Um, mm-hmm. But do, do y'all feel like at this point of the season that this team is finally at a point where it needs to be? Well, I mean, there's still areas where you can, you know, what, what? Like, everyone's like moving back from the microphone. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's a chance for a run defense to show up and say, and, and do, cause we were talking about, they mm-hmm. hadn't yeah. with these big leads, the other teams have not run as much. Um, but I mean, I, I feel like the whole team is, has, is really hitting its stride yeah, just at the right time. Yes. And I think one of the biggest challenges moving forward is, you know, making sure that you can stay healthy. Mm-hmm. Because when you get into December football, and I know we got the Thursday night game, it's November 30th, so not technically December game yet. But, but um, it's, Close it, it, especially that final month, it becomes a war of attrition. Absolutely. And That's so, and, and if you think about what this defense has done, without Trayvon Diggs and without Leighton Vandrush. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's really amazing. Mm-hmm. So kudos to Damone Clark and to Marquise Bell. That, yeah. And, you know, Rashawn Evans is coming. You know, it, it's been a group effort. It's not just a plug-and-play one-for-one. Yeah. And you have to also um, commend the coordinators as well for bringing in the different mm-hmm. people and kind of uh, redistribution mm-hmm. in a way of Even some John of the – yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, special teams. What he he lost yeah. C.J. Goodwin, mm-hmm. and um, just some of the tweaks having Sam Williams, a two hundred and sixty pound defensive end, as a gunner. But yeah, it, the trickle down effect is to special teams. You're you're absolutely right. But um, it's not, I think that moving forward, it's going to all depend on complementary football. Right, winning at least two of the three phases of the game. Mm-hmm. Because when you go against the really good teams that you're going to be going against, and, and Seattle, they still – Seattle Seattle is a wounded team, so yeah. look out for wounded teams. They really, 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 yeah. really need this win mm-hmm. uh, at AT&T Stadium on Thursday night to really stay in contention. I yep. mean, mathematically, they're not eliminated. It's not like that. But they'll, they'll be on the outside yeah. looking in and possibly not sure. controlling their own destiny. They're 6-5, and five, and so – so they're outside of the wild card right now. So mm-hmm. it's going to be a really important game for them. I also think it goes back to, and, and I was so glad that Dak talked about this today um, in the scrum, is that teams are going to play the Cowboys differently, mm-hmm. period. And, and I'm paraphrasing. He didn't say that word for word, but he did mention how teams yeah. are always going to put their best foot forward to beat this Cowboys team, whether you're a wounded team or whether you're a team looking for a confidence booster or th- or any kind of win you want, whether you're a Philadelphia Eagles team that wants mm-hmm. to just fortify their number one spot, no matter what the circumstances, you're going to get everything from any team yeah. that comes to AT&T Stadium specifically because what better confidence booster is it for a wounded team or a team that has no confidence or a team looking for a number one spot than to get a home uh, uh, an away win yeah. at AT&T Stadium that has notoriously just been where the Cowboys play their best football. Um, so to answer your question, Nicole, I I like where they are right now. But I do think the areas of improvement that they have approved upon need to continue to be improved upon. So, for example, 
red zone. I want to continue to see that production in the red zone. I don't want uh, to see any drawbacks on that. In fact, what I would like to see a little bit more of, tight ends in the red zone, mm -hmm. even maybe a little bit more Rico Dowdle, Tony Pollard in the red zone. I want to see a little bit more of that. Um, it, penalties, that's another big one that comes to my mind, is the Cowboys are second in the league right now for yeah. overall penalties. You can't really change that now, but... Stop with the self-inflicted wounds. Yeah. Earlier starts, mm -hmm. that's another thing we haven't been able to see from them yet. So just little aspects of the game that can make it easier for them to win games sooner and not necessarily have to um, take it into the fourth quarter to be scrambling. These are not uh, should-win games anymore. Yeah. You're heading into tougher matchups. You're, you're not going to be uh, as, I don't want to say lucky, but as... Uh, likely to see yeah. uh, Jack Prescott with his ball cap on in the fourth quarter yeah. going into these next few weeks. So there's still some areas of improvement, but they've been on the track to improving them, so I just want to continue to yeah. see that. Last week, what? 12. Feels like a million. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. What they're Actually, be. 13. 13 because of the bye, yeah. Yeah, they pretty much are what yeah. they're going to be. Yeah. Time and there, there might be like some few improvements that they're able to make from now to then, but at this, at this point... It's kind of what it is. Like, I, mm -hmm. I feel like there, to your point, you mentioned the war of attrition. <laughs> I believe that the last couple of years, if I'm not mistaken, going into the playoffs, the Cowboys have been considered one of the healthier Absolutely. teams. Uh, Mike Absolutely. Mike McCarthy does a really good job of managing these gentlemen and making sure they're healthy. So, oddly enough, yeah, this ain't wood. Oddly enough, that's something that I'm not <laughs> super, like, terrified of. Because also, too, it, this season's so long. When you think about the beginning of the season, I felt like, the Cowboys took the hit then. I mean, the mm -hmm. offensive linemen being mm -hmm. out. We had three backup starting, backup offensive linemen in that Cardinals game. Like, their Cowboys got hit with some injuries very early, and I think they've managed that well. But to this point, um, I've I've enjoyed, yeah, uh, especially watching the film and things like that. I've enjoyed watching them grow. It's it's something to be said about. I think past years we've seen them be really good to start the season or really good in the middle of the season, yeah. and there's a taper off. There's a taper off, or it just doesn't look the same. And this year, it's just been dope to just see them progress and just add on to. And to your point, the run defense being consistently stout to me just puts to puts together the trifecta and then you can go mm -hmm. play you can go play football because I think the offense is we know what they're good at to your point I think this this defense has shown what they can do what they can't do whatever the case may be I for me it's just them continuing to jail mm -hmm. but where they are right now yeah sprinkling a few improvements first for, mm -hmm. uh, like the um, <clears throat> quick starts to your point Jess the penalties and the run defense after that this is a really good football team, mm -hmm. and um, they're mm -hmm. gonna. Right now, to your point, we can look at the run defense, the penalties, and the situational football. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because that's what's gonna be important. Because this is probably gonna be some like playoff feeling games coming mm -hmm. up here. Yes. Yeah. So how they adjust to that playing in the fourth quarter when you mm -hmm. haven't had to play in the fourth quarter for a lot of these games, yeah. being in some of these tight situations and stuff. I do think they're gonna. That will be the next thing that I'm looking for is how they handle um, these closer games and how they deal with things situationally. Other than that, they are what they are to me at this point, really, truly. Yeah. And um, we'll see how things go. But yeah, this is it's the money Crime time. time. It's the money time. Yeah. It's a serious. <laughs> that, I'm hype. That I don't know, business. But, no, no, no. I'm hype. Like. <laughs> 
if you're not excited about this this upcoming schedule, it's yeah. gonna tell you so much about your team. Yeah. You're about to learn. You about to learn a lot about them. You're gonna learn about this a lot about this coaching staff. But we're also gonna learn a lot about our opponents yep. and some of the people we might see in the playoffs later. Mm-hmm. That's true. This mm-hmm. film this film is gonna be valuable because yep. like just like the Cowboys are what they kind of are right now, so is Philly, mm-hmm. so yep. is Seattle, yep. so are these other teams. Yep. So it's like yeah, like. You can get more information as well at this point in time. So I'm yeah. excited about, I'm excited, yeah, I'm lit about this next part of the season. This lit. I am. She's this lit. This is the fun lit. part. This is the fun part. It's the ending stretch. Yeah. Like, come on with it. Everything's well, been an appetizer till mm-hmm. now. Now we finally get to carve into the entree. Yeah, yeah we <gasps> like that. That was, that was, that was, that was, that was been poetic. Bars today. That was no, that was poetic. Just, I'm just hungry. <laughs> Same. <laughs> All right, well, let's see if the Cowboys can carry over and be consistent this week against the Seattle Seahawks. But we're going to break down that matchup tomorrow. Yes. That'll do it for today, though. If you're watching Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw, the preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. We'll see you mañana. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!